I'm going to talk about split mortgages um, mm. to, to start off with. And I'll, I'll go to some questions in a moment. But, John, you might just talk us through what a, what a split mortgage actually is. Well, this is something that I've been going on for a number of years, to be honest. Um, uh, half the, the country are, are having problems, John, as you know, with yeah. their mortgages. And in arrears cases, they have no choice but um, to offer solutions to, uh, for some of these arrears cases. One of those solutions is the split mortgage. This is where half the loan, uh, or maybe more, depending on, on the income circumstances, is put on ice. So uh, effectively, you know, you you pay a capital interest uh, on one part of the mortgage over the remaining term. And then the other portion is then uh, literally put on ice. There's no interest. There's no capital, except that there's a couple of uh, lenders out there who are still charging interest on that um, kind of parked element. Mm. So, for instance, Bank of Ireland are just now one of... Uh, the, one of the only lenders who impose interest on that uh, split uh, end of it. So, I mean, for instance, Danske Bank have just uh, announced that they're uh, going to um, waive all interest on that part mm-hmm. element, which is fantastic mm-hmm. because it's a bit like those people who are on um, a track of mortgages, for instance, they can't pay them. And uh, so the bank has now been given a license, essentially, or a lender to go and, and add additional interest to it when they can't pay the first part. So I think you've nearly answered the, the, the first question yeah. I'll just read it anyway which is I'm going to be offered a split mortgage by my bank the official letter with the terms and conditions has not yet arrived what should I expect from them in terms of length of split etc well the first thing is you know well done on getting uh, uh, the split in yeah. the first place because there's no hard and fast rules because some, some of the lenders are also offering other solutions John such as uh, extending the, the term mm. uh, or else having a complete um, uh, moratorium on the capital so you only pay interest, interest only, yeah. not, so in other words the outstanding balance is, remains all the time so all you're doing really effectively is just kicking that can down the road uh, generally split as they covers the portion of capital interest onto maturity of the loan uh, and the balance more often than not is covered by interest only payments but as I say most of these lenders now have decided that they're not going to charge interest which is really good um, on maturity you pay off that portion of, of uh, the capital and, and the balance that's remaining um, is, is then payable so you, you've paid off that element of, of the mortgage yeah. which was capital and interest at the end of the term and then you've got that still that parked amount that amount that was on ice that's now payable so you sell the property or you, you win the lotto or you get money from some other source mm. to pay off that balance but what is the property worth then mm. that's the point well, that is, is, it, it, it really so is. In, in this person's case what are you going to expect is it has to be I mean I, I keep going back to uh, one of the parameters that lenders used uh, in order to make people eligible for a mortgage, which was 35% of your net disposable income would be the maximum that you should be allowed to pay on financial commitments. So that includes that your, mortgage, your car mortgage, payments. your car loans, your credit union loan, yeah. your personal loan. All these loans together should not exceed but 35%. But there, there must be a huge amount. Of, it's way in, it's a they, huge amount of people who I, have who have way in excess of 35%. Ab- absolutely, John. And I have people coming in who are 70 and 80% of their net disposable income is going on financial commitments. They cannot possibly possibly afford to even walk out of my office, let alone... Uh, you so know, what do you say to people like that? I say you go back and use the same yardstick that was used uh, to, to you when you got the loan in the first place. But what do you do when the banks are playing hardball with you? You have to be practical. You can't get blood from a stone. And the thing is that your family comes first. Uh, you've got to feed yourself. You've got to accommodate mm. yourself. Even if you were chucked out of your home, um, you've got to pay rent. So you've got, you know, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, essentially, you're going back to that. Yeah, sure. But <clears> I mean, <throat> you, you've got to look after your family, you've got to mm. pay for your food, etc, mm. etc. But also, you've got to pay something against your mortgage. Well, if there's something left, 
if if there's nothing left after you've paid the the, the rent as such, yeah, I, I would equate that there are people out there who are uh, in a in a mortgage situation where if they moved out of the house, they'd probably get greater rent for it. Now that's wrong in some respects. I don't think that you should uh, be in a, in a in a home where if you moved out, the lender can get a greater rent than you're actually paying on on a mortgage. You know, it doesn't. It's not not right either. Yeah. Okay. But at the same time, they have to have. Um, you know, if if they're paying uh, the interest only yeah. facility and this split loan, for instance, and they're paying their food and all the rest of the things, they they can't be expected to pay more. Some of these lenders, though, don't care that you're fifty or sixty or seventy percent uh, committed. That was my point, which is that if they're playing hardball with you, mm-hmm. if 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 a bank or whoever lent you the money in the first yeah. place is playing hardball with yeah. you, and you've got and they're saying, "I'm sorry, but we want X yeah. amount per month yeah. off you," you don't have an awful lot of choice afterwards. You do. Your final choice, John, is you stop the direct debit. <laughs> that's that's the ultimate. And method. then they come and repossess your house well, eventually. That'll, that'll take that'll take a while. But if you are paying, for instance, what I suggest to people when they've made a case to the to the lender, they can't uh, get either maybe some some you know uh, traction from them. I would say stop that direct debit, but pay. Um, you know that amount, say yeah. the interest only uh, element or the capital and interest for amount, and advise them of that, and keep it up regularly. Pay on the dot every month, so that if you are brought to court, at least you've said you made an effort. Yeah. I, I, yeah, this is what I've done, and if you want to take the house from me, fair enough. On a related topic, um, we see, I suppose you could call it good news, coming from the ECB and mm. to a lesser extent or lesser important f- from our point of view, the, the Bank of England. But it looks like there's going to be no movement in interest rates anytime soon. Yeah. Upwards, I mean. Yes, Mario Draghi has, has indicated, along with the, the uh, Bank of England, by the way, that there's going to be a low future interest rates uh, for, the, for the next two, three years. Like his actual words were uh, the, the ex- expectation of rate rises in, t- in 2015 were unwarranted. Now, the thing is that, you know, um, even better news for those tracker mortgage holders is that we're already on 0.5%. Um, that's likely to come down by a quarter of a percent. Mm. You know, that's what they're, they're anticipating. Zero interest, so effectively. So it, it's virtually, and there may be uh, bad news as well for the investors and, and the deposit uh, holders because those people are probably going to have to pay money uh, to the lender, to the deposit takers for keeping their money. And I presume your advice is, as always, if the bank are trying to get you off your tracker, mm. tell them what to do with themselves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the tracker is is mana at the moment. And even, uh, I mean, there was one lender during the week uh, was uh, recommending that you pay off, um, big, uh, you know, against your tracker mortgage, lump sums that you can because it'll reduce your interest bill. Yeah, this of course, is absolutely of course. right. Mm. But you can make more money elsewhere. Uh, and also the fact is such a low, uh, you, you may have other debts that may need uh, paying off sooner than that track alone. It would be the last. So if you follow what you're talking about then, are you talking about really 2016, 2017 before we start to see interest rates go back up again? I think 2016 will be the minimum uh, period before we start. uh, That's that's quite a... So at that stage we would have seen low interest rates for Mm. probably 10 years. Yeah, but you know what what is happening, John, is that we're being led into a false sense of security. Um, And, you know, for instance, Dublin prices, house prices uh, rose by 12%, whereas the rest of the country hasn't, in fact, fallen. Um, And and I say it's a false really a false economy. A lot of people out there are paying interest-only payments. If suddenly those rates 
went up to the normal standard variable rates, 4.5%, 5%, you'd find there'd be a massive amount of arrears. Except, of course, it, it, it's not going to jump overnight like that. No. It'll always be no. in quarter percentage or, well, or half percent, maybe. You, you know, five, six years ago, it went in quarter percent uh, kind of steps. Yeah. Uh, but it went up 3% over over you know kind of 12 month yeah, period. Yeah, yeah. You know. So we're, we don't have to worry about that for, for not, a few years. Not, yet. not for three years. Uh, just to remind you that John has kindly uh, brought a copy of his finance annual for uh, one of you who sent in a question today. The Big Yellow Book and All Matters Personal <laughs> Finance, which everybody should have. The Big Yellow Book, I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Let's go to a few more questions then. Um, what happens a private pension if you leave a job? Can you claim it back? Well, if you paid less than two years, uh, then you may claim your contributions back, but not your employer's contributions if they have been making some. Uh, if it's over two years, you'll have to wait till maturity and that means you have to look at, at, at your contract. It's probably 60 or 65 before you can exit. At that point, um, you, you can obviously cash in either 25% and then take out the balance, maybe in an annuity or depending on the volume of it and the amount of it, uh, into an approved retirement fund. Um, you could transfer. If you've moved to another employment, John, uh, this person could move uh, uh, their, their whatever the balance of that pension is, if it's over two years, to, the, to their own pension fund for the new employer. Uh, and the final thing then that they could do is if they really don't really uh, trust the old employer that they've just left and they think that they may go, go, become a cropper over the next few years, mm. they could buy out a thing called a buyout bond or a pre-retirement bond where by they get that amount of money, they stick it into this uh, pre-retirement bond, but they have control over it. They don't have to go looking for trustees in 20 years' time, 30 years' time when they, they do retire, when it matures. So they have control over it, but it stays in that bond okay. until maturity. Okay, let's go on to uh, another question from a Donegal listener. Uh, they say with Ulster Bank, we have two top-ups on our main mortgage. Does this make any difference to the repayments? All three were taken out around the same time with the same terms and conditions. Uh, I'm not sure about this question because uh, a difference to what? Top-ups uh, may not be drawn on the same rate uh, or term. For instance, you might have your main mortgage yeah. and it might be over 25 years yeah. and it's at, say... But the top-up uh, is normally then for the, the rest of the... It could be, for instance, you know, some people used it to get a garden shed in the back garden. Yeah, or but, but whatever you extension. borrowed is, is going to be repaid over the duration of the mortgage? Surely. Not necessarily. No? You can actually get a, a top-up loan and, and, and ask uh, your lender uh, to put it over, say, five years or okay. ten years. I mean, some people believe not in the past, certainly, whatever about now, used to get top-ups um, to, to buy their expensive luxury car. You know, if you were getting a top-of-the-range Mercedes, for instance, 100,000, um, and then spread that over, you know, five years, but you're, you're at kind of standard variable rate because you've got a very good relationship yeah. with your bank, that's a top-up. Uh, but but the bank generally would look for a more commercial rate on that. So you, you know, top up uh, for various reasons, personal loans. You know, uh, you know, some people they used to do consolidations. Yeah. And consolidations were certainly nearly a thing of the past. Now at this stage, where you got your ho- your holiday loan, your your personal yeah. loan, your credit union loan, your credit card debt, your car loan, lump it all together, put it into one loan, and spread it over twenty years. I'm just wondering how, like, because they were so t- everybody was getting the top of at one point or other, weren't they? And I mean, there were there was there were the banks yeah. were even offering them. They were getting letters in, letters in the post saying we'll offer you an extra ten grand Absolutely. or whatever. Well, 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 it's probably like gold dust to get a top up now. It's nearly impossible. It, it, the only way you get a top up uh, or a consolidation, for instance, mm. if you had a credit card with the same bank, AIB, for instance, yes. and AIB had and you had plenty of equity in your home and you had a big credit card bill, you just wanted, and it was with AIB. That's the only way they may consider it. Uh, 
uh, it's interesting though that they say um, you know uh, on our main mortgage does it does this re- with, you know have a, a difference uh, to the other two loans that they have question is will your branch be still there in six months time <laughs> and actually Donegal you know uh, with the Ulster Bank yeah, probably uh, not they've, they've announced uh, that's right a closures yeah. of, of uh, yeah there's something like I don't know 20 um, tw- how many branches there's uh, 22 branches already closed and there's another 40 39 uh, between north of Ireland and uh, south of Ireland uh, in the next 6 months 12 months so that's pretty b- grim news for uh, up there anyway Do you have any advice for a person living in Britain for the last 30 years now getting a bill for the NPPR tax even though they didn't know anything about it I think I know the answer to this already. Um, The NPP <laughs> well it's, it's tough that they didn't know anything about it the point is that if they didn't know anything about it, I'm sure they knew they had a property over here. Mm. So the odds are, um, the fact that they've got a property, it's in their name. Yes, they are definitely uh, liable for that tax and they have to pay it. And, the, and are you, are you it's 200 euros now. now. It's 200 say. euros. Double, it's double the amount um, yeah. in terms of, the, well, the MPPR, that's the household charge. The MPPR was payable on the 30th of June. Yeah, so if you go 200. past, then it goes, there's an extra fee. Yeah, I think, there's, there? uh, 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 per month, yeah. you have 20 euros, I think, so the answer is you've got to pay this. You've got to pay it. And especially if they ever come to sell this property, first thing that's checked is the MPPR and the household charge and various other things. What does the money doctor think I should do with children's allowance savings? Stock markets or five-year post office well, uh, savings that's, that's, certificates, says Valerie? That's a good question, Valerie, um, because you know the five-year post office, it's 11% tax-free. You know, when I think of it, last December, um, that return was 21% John tax-free. It's now been had has two drops since. One was uh, in January, went down to 15%. Now it's down. But you know, if you gross it back up again, add back that dirt tax, it's 3.15% gross for each of those five years. But the point about it is, though, if you want growth, and 3.15 is not a whole heap if you take the dirt tax off that. As I say, if you had 100,000, you're going to get 111,000 mm. five years' time. But if you want growth more than that 11% dirt tax, you must take some risk. And this is the problem. You know, do you know we're in the, in the, in the fifth longest bull run? at the moment it started in March 2009 so we're already well into four and a half years of this bull run how long it's going to last with these interest rates so low um it's, it's affecting then people putting money into deposit mm. accounts. So therefore, they're starting to slide back into that stock market. And that's why I think that bull run will, will stay a little bit longer. But you need a vehicle that you can quickly swap out of a higher risk uh, kind of vehicle investment um, to the lower risk because that bull run is definitely going to come to an, an end at some stage. And I would suggest that maybe this... Um, this texter email me for options Valerie okay yeah, Valerie. Uh, you, can, you can email lunchtime here at Newstalk uh, lunchtime at newstalk.ie and we will certainly pass it on to John this is, this is one it um, goes back to something we were talking about a little, a little earlier hi John I've been trying to sell my house for three years needless to say there's now 100,000 negative equity on it I have an offer to buy the house and the bank are giving me the runaround on it I no longer live in the house as I let it out and I'm renting myself any advice? Yeah you know this is actually a typical example and it's all about communication and negotiation and you know there's another little word John that's also needed persistence uh, half a loaf is better than none and also bank to agree a, a sale for them to agree a sale and this is the lender who uh, they said it's in this question um, is number one they'll want a standard financial statement John this is a 12 page form yeah. that everybody has to fill out if they have to tinker with their uh, mortgage in any way either extended 
get an di- interest-only facility. And what this 12-page form basically says is what you've had for breakfast, you know, the whole works, everything about your financial yeah. circumstances. Um, and then it proposes from you as to how you're going to pay off the deficit if the property is to be sold. So uh, the other question, Dan, um, that I have for this uh, texture is, uh, is, is he or she claiming tax relief at source? Um, because, you know, I think they, they have... Um, They've, uh, they don't, they mention it, right? Yeah. So that means, therefore, and it's a negative equity. So I would think that he would have bought this certainly around the 2004 in the, in the boom five, time, yeah. And the boom town. Yeah. So, so he possibly or she possibly might uh, be claiming the tax relief source. They can't do a job. Okay. Simply because. Um, that has to be on your own where it, you live. It's where you yeah. live. And it has to stop and they can come back to haunt you. Uh, also, the need, again, to pay the MPPR. I wonder, has that been yeah. paid? <laughs> the property tax is now 200 euros since the first That's going, of, of course. Th- that's uh, the pro- NPPR is gone yeah. now. Yeah. It's gone. It, it'll be replaced by the property uh, tax, uh, the household charge, and you need to keep up to date, and you need it for the sale. So, I mean, really, you, you need to get uh, proper advice. And as I say, it's communication negotiation. I would be ringing the lender in this case um, and looking for names yeah. and trying to get a meeting and get some closure on it because they need it. They need a plan. They need it to strategize. Let's try and get another couple in here before we go, John. I'm travelling uh, to the Southeast Asia region. Asia region in the next few weeks. What's the best account for foreign travel access for well, cash? Well, Dell in Dublin. Well, what I... I wonder, is there a Dell boy at all? <laughs> well, it, it depends where you're going in Asia. For instance, if you're going to uh, Thailand, it's bats, isn't it? Uh, you could bring a few... That's right, yeah. I, w- I, w- I would bring a few bats with me. Um, maybe about, about 500 euros worth of th- Thai bats. And then the balance, um, you know, you could get a prepaid credit card. I think it's an excellent uh, idea uh, because, again, you, you, you know, and you can also get a, I think Post Office now well, you know, has you, a new PostX uh, credit card where you can buy either dollars or sterling if it's a designated area. You can you can surely just withdraw money from your own account at home, can you, with your, using your normal your, your de- Visa, debit, card, debit card? Yeah, but there's huge charges and there's charges every time you use. Sometimes, I mean, the, the old the old system of traveller's checks, that's yeah. really... There, that's of, gone, though, isn't it? Think of the past. Can you even buy traveller's checks You can, anymore? you still can, actually, yeah. Um, but I think that even if you were to... To, um, I mean, it's very unsafe anyway to bring cash. I mean, if, if they're going for a, a few weeks as, as Dell is, yeah. uh, I would assume he'd need a few grand. I wouldn't be bringing a few grand in Thailand bats, for instance. Okay, then. So no just uh, travel with some sort of prepaid, prepaid credit card or something like that. John, thanks uh, very much all. indeed. Pleasure as well.